This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Get the Hillman Morning Show on demand. Podcasts and more are always online and on your schedule at WAAF.com. Sleep on the friggin' couch. <laughs> well, I think you'll agree with me, Danielle. TV's in the bedroom, bad idea. Terrible idea. Yeah, that's that's an automatic non-sex. It's about night. picking your battles. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's exactly. what it is. Pick your battles. Mm-hmm. The marriage will last longer. <laughs> I recently found out that my ex-girlfriend, who I broke up with about two years ago, got married. She started dating this guy a few weeks after we broke up. The weird part is he looks exactly like me. Mm. That's not weird. That's the uh, doppelganger uh, is, effect. Is that what it is? It's called we have a type uh, and or <laughs> right. um, we broke up. So I'm going to replace you with a similar looking model, but one that acts completely different because you're a dick. Yeah. I'm going to replace you with you. Right. Exactly. But not you. A less offensive version of you. We are going inside the warped female brain. Here's a 978 text. Cover the kids' ears on this one. My wife will only do it doggy. Why is that? I would like to switch it up, but she says that she doesn't want me looking at her. What's the problem? I don't I think this is fine. It's called plastic surgery. Well, maybe, maybe she's creeped out. I don't know. Because she doesn't want to see you. Right? Maybe it's you, not her. She she's wants thinking to pre- of someone else. She wants else. to pretend that you're mm-hmm. Benedict Cumberbatch. Okay, yeah. you know what? That's why right. He doesn't have to be included here. There it is. You know what it is? It's so you can't see her rolling her eyes at you waiting for you to finish. Oh. Which, that's something you have to be careful of if you have a mirror at the end of your bed. When you're in that particular position, because you might just have your chin in your hand thinking to yourself, my God, when is this going to be over? And you look up and you're like, oh, (laughs) didn't see you there, honey. Loving this. It's great. This is just the best. Oh, yeah. Oh, give it to me. This is fabulous. You feel great. Well, I mean, maybe if you could just appear, maybe if you could actually be into it or appear to be, then the process might move along a little quicker. Maybe if you didn't get up after you finished, I'd be more into it. Maybe maybe if we focused on me. If you could just try to act like you're enjoying it, it would. (laughs) All right, let's see. Danielle, I would like to ask out a woman that I did some work for. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, we seemed to get along great. I stayed many hours after working, talking with her, uh, but I didn't ask her out for fear <laughs> that she would think it was creepy. I'd like to know the best way to go about this. Um, so if the job's done now, then you know, maybe just reach back out and be like, hey, you know, I had a lot of fun chatting with you. Would you maybe want to go out and grab a drink sometime? Keep it very light and casual so that the... There, there's no like pressure for her to feel uncomfortable if she if she's not into it, you know. Just keep it okay. light. Uh, let's see. We're in the middle of going inside the warp female brain. 
I have to operate the mouse myself over here. Hang on, I'm gonna do and that. so, oh, no, don't don't worry about it, please. Well, Just, that's all right. Don't worry okay. about it. Wow, um, woman splaining. Please, my God. Yeah. It's, uh, what are you guys guy, he calls me over there for every other thing that's wrong with the computer. I figured I'd jump in and get rid of the keyword match. See, this is you. This is you are now showing why you are my work wife. Leave me alone. Let me do my job. Um, can you? Uh, can we all remember that for uh, next time he needs help with uh, something? Because right. I'm going to stay right here in this seat. I need right. you to help all me. Right. I do need you to help me fill out the uh, online vacation request form today because I don't know how to do that. Okay. Um, my girlfriend of two years talks about her ex from time to time. I told her nicely that I don't care to hear about him. She got all bent out of shape, and now she brings him up just to annoy me. Why is she doing this? I don't know. That's that's being douchey on her part. So I would just remind her very sternly but kindly. Say, you know, I, ex- I express this to you. And watch your tone when you say this. But, you know, <clears throat> you could always throw out the, you know, if, if you had asked me something like that and I continue to bring up my ex, I don't <laughs> think you'd feel too happy about it. But, again, watch your tone because that's, that's asking for a whole other fight. Be, keep the, it simple, stupid. Walk away. Mm. Here's the 617. <laughs> Go turn the TV on. Here's a 617 text. When I am nice and friendly to my wife, she gets distant. When I am more of a jerk, she gets clingy. Why? And welcome to the paradox of women. Um, it, it's the, that's, that's the way it is since the beginning of time. You are all over someone. They want nothing to do with you. The second you start ignoring them, they're like, hey, what are you doing? What's going on? Why don't you want to pay attention to me? What are but you doing? Why, I mean, I hey, thought... I miss you. What are you. Can you come over here and sit next to me on the couch? Why are you on your phone? But I thought you wanted a nice man. Like, you do a, want a nice man, yeah, but you don't want the one, one that's up your bottom. Oh. <laughs> like, I want some space, but I also want you to pay attention to me. You can't win. You literally cannot ever yeah. win. There's no way for men to win. No. Everything you want to do, it's going to be the opposite. And then when you do the opposite, we're going to do the original thing. I mean... What is wrong with you? Why do you have such a warped female brain? Uh, let's see. I broke up with my... Here's a 508 text. I broke up with my girlfriend after four years. Mm-hmm. She still wants, quote, recreational sex, unquote, yeah. two times a week. Okay. Is this cool or a bad idea? I don't know if you both lay down some guidelines. Because like, now you've moved from relationship into FWB, friends with benefits territory. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that because A, you're going back to the well, so you're not adding any numbers. B, you already know each other, and obviously the sex is pretty good if you keep having it with each other. And she um, wants to have it with she you. She wants to have it. It doesn't right. sound like she wants anything else from you, so jackpot. Mm-hmm. Uh, 774 text. Why does my fiance keep trying to get me to help plan the wedding when she knows I could care less what she chooses to do? Because if you loved her, you'd show a little interest. It's our wedding. Right. I can't can't go any further than that. Of course they're going to want, you know, you have to go to the cake testing and the food. You know, when she comes home and she's like, oh, my God, you are not going to believe what I found on Etsy for the table runners. Just just share the enthusiasm and it will end so much more quickly. If you ignore her, she's going to keep going and go on a thing about it. If you're just if you look up for a second, you're like, oh, yeah, that's really nice. And offer feedback that shows you're actually listening. She'll leave you alone. Here's a text uh, from Andrea. Why has my fiance turned into Groomzilla? Hi. Why Can is you he, lay why off Jakey for five why, seconds? Why is, why, is he acting, why is he acting like the bride in this scenario? You two are like a what? couple of broads. 
<laughs> Daisy is not even I'm, this. Uh, her, she and her her bridesmaids and maid of honor can't be anywhere near as dramatic as you and John are being about this scenario. <laughs> uh, uh, hey, listen. As long as uh, I don't always like to chat about people that you may or may not know, but um, <laughs> as long as we're talking about uh, my friend Jake, who's getting married. I uh, also want to mention a very good friend of this program, uh, Blackie, uh, OG Monkey. Yes, OG yep. Monkey. Who has been very, very sick. Yes. And we've talked about it on the show. He got, uh, what's it called? Gillian Beret. Gillian Beret. Or Guillain Beret, if Guillain, you want to go with the French pronunciation. Guillain Beret. Uh, yesterday, he took his first steps. That's awesome, uh, That's Blackie. amazing. And so I think he's probably, li- work, kid. probably listening over at Spalding this morning. Yeah, and I buddy. just, just want to say um, I just want to say that we are really, really proud of you and that it's uh, onward and upward. So yes. I wanted to mention that. Stay on target. Yes. yes. Uh, all right. Uh, let's see. This is a long one. Uh, here's... Uh, two, five, three text, it looks like. I'm going to take my glasses off. Yeah. Where's the two, five, three text from, Danielle? Washington State. All right. Hello, Washington State. The Northwest. Last night, my wife of almost six months (laughs) jumped me as soon as we got home from dinner. Great. She jumped into the shower told me to shower with her, I did, and then she threw on a movie and spent the night texting her girlfriend. Yeah. What happened? It's like when I make plans three months ahead of time. At the time, it sounds great, and then when you actually get to the the, the having to do the activity, you're like, oh, why did I agree to this? Same thing. <laughs> she came home. She was really into it. It seemed like a great idea. It's like when they te- you know, your wife texts you at lunch, I can't wait to do all these things to you when I get home. And then when there's actually time for it, she's like, well, <sighs> that moment's over. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like she got what she needed. Sounds, sounds like she maybe she already got what she needed, and that was the ruse for the shower. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, I don't want to put bad no. thoughts in your head. <laughs> I see always, where you went there. I'm always suspect of off-showering schedules. Oh, uh-huh. Like all of a sudden, you, you've never been a shower-when-you-get-home-from-the-office kind of guy, but now you're like, yeah, let me just, let me just rinse off real quick. <laughs> oh, you, you've been sweating all day at the office there, Brad? You come home an hour and a half later than you usually do, right? <laughs> why? Oh, why mm-hmm. didn't you put your shirt in the uh, the regular uh, bag for the dry cleaner to pick? Where's your shirt? Here's a seven eight one text, which says, "Speaking of shower sex, this is the only show I believe on the radio in the morning where you could get a text that says, "Speaking of shower sex." Yeah. Uh, however, speaking of shower sex, my girlfriend won't do it. Why? Because it's terrible. Shower what? sex is horrendous. What are you talking about? You, okay, so let, let's let's break down the logistics of shower sex. Because I think we, we have a promo or a rejoin where I say that, you know, shower sex is awful because water is not lubricant. Mm-hmm. Water is not emollient. Mm-hmm. So there's no, any natural possible type of lubricant or anything you have in your body or on your body is going to be rinsed away by the water, which is only going to serve to have a friction-like situation. Mm-hmm. Then you have to get into the position. Okay, where do I put my foot? Where do I put my hand? Usually, it's even if you have a clean bathroom, you'll likely have some kind of soap scum somewhere on the wall or on the tub or on the the door. And it's hard to get a grip. 
you're, you're moving over here, your legs, it's just, the logistics suck, <laughs> and it's not fun. So and then, then what do you do? You go, you hop in the shower, right? So you start, and you're like, let's move this to the bedroom. <laughs> now, no one has a chance to towel off. You have crazy hair. Your eyeliner's down your face. He's wet. You're slight, like, the sheets, you got dog hair wow. stuck to you. Wow. It's just, I just. be down or over there. Sucks. Um, it's not so, fun. so I take it you're not into pool sex. <laughs> No, I, I'd like to not get a UTI, thanks. <laughs> um, uh, texter says, new Stanley's poll immediately. We oh, should right do a new poll, shower new, sex. new poll on... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the only time shower sex is good is if, like, when we were at the MGM Grand and they had those gigantic showers that were like a whole nother room <laughs> that had like a, a bench yeah. and everything. I like got, that. I got, I know where you're going with this. You're down, <laughs> you're down at the slots. Okay. You run you into, know what? You run into an old Springfield uh, ride. Uh, yeah, that's and right. You're, you're like, come, like, come check, on up, come check. Come on up. Hey, Beth. I'll get your folds. Uh, here's a text oh. from a here's a text from a woman who says, Danielle, you are spot on. Uh, here's a text that says. <laughs> Uh, you left out the part about how my wife has the water either scolding hot or or uh, yes. freezing cold. Yes, yes. yeah, That's, yeah. How do you like? How do you like your shower water? Because I'm a scolding hot guy. I'm, I'm a I little. Like uh, I'm a few degrees below uh, that. It dries you out. Uh, here's another woman. Danielle is absolutely so right about this. Hysterical. And guys, she says guys always want shower sex. They do, Plus, but it's, it's that's great because you can stand there upright, okay? Yeah, yeah. We're the ones that have to get into the positions of all the other letters besides the capital I, okay? You, there's just nowhere for us to go. One wrong thrust and you get a, a tub faucet to the face. It's, it's, it's very con- dangerous. Call the construction guy and put handlebars in. Even then. Then, it's just, then you just feel like you're having sex in an old person's shower. Like when you get the hotel and you get the room with the roll-in shower by accident, and you're like, wow, this is really roomy. And then you're like, wait, the water's going everywhere. There's no lip at the edge. Here's a text that says, how do I get my girlfriend to do it while we're driving? Don't. She always says it's... she always. She always She always says it's too dangerous. It is too dangerous. Uh, (laughs) We we can't even have people... uh, People can't even manage texting or changing the radio. Or hitting a button while the, people can't even manage driving when they're paying attention, let alone actually having coitus or any other type of road rage. I, I, or I love people that do, do movie fantasies. You realize when they're having sex uh, in the in the vehicle in the movie, and she does it while he's driving. They're on a trailer getting pulled right by, by another truck. This isn't some like Jason Statham movie. Is that who? Is that his name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. The transporter. Right yeah. here we go. We're He's doing we're doing a buck fifty down the pike, and I'm I'm about ready to finish, Dolores. Up <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, track to trailer rollover, yeah. cluster F. Oh, All right. Well, anyway, Danielle clearly not a fan of the shower sex. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that is inside the warped female brain. Thank you, Danielle. Welcome. It is eight fifteen. And now. It's your turn to talk as the Hillman Morning Show presents Hill Mail. ALP, the coming pretty clear. Columbus is turning you boy pasta into spaghetti. On WAAF. He's hurt. I think he's hurt. He's not telling anybody, but tonight is huge. Gotta win this. Gotta win this game tonight. It is a must win scenario for our beloved Boston Bruins this evening. Is that a 7 o'clock or an 8 o'clock game tonight, LB? Not a clue. No idea. 
Um, that is uh, 7.30. 7.30. There you go. Okay. Right and on this show tomorrow morning, you can win Bruins tickets for Game 5 at the Garden on Saturday night. That's I will a 7 be... o'clock start, sir. Danielle just said 7.30. No, no, no. I'm talking about the Garden game. Oh, 7 o'clock on Saturday. Yeah. All right. Um, tomorrow morning, we are going to play fill in the jack, and you will have the chance to win tickets for the Saturday night game. Hey, you buffoon, it's 7.15 on Saturday, not Saturday, 7. 7. Oh, 7.15. That's that old okay. Red Sox start. <laughs> okay. 7.02, right. 7.12. Sox are 7.10 on Saturday. <laughs> uh, today's Hill Mail voicemail message is brought to you by East Coast Metal Roofing. Reach out to them today and learn more about their spring into savings program. WAF listeners get 10% off a brand new metal roof. It's the last roof you'll ever have to put on your home. EastCoastMetalRoofing.com. That's EastCoastMetalRoofing.com. Wednesday, 6.58 a.m. I saw a Yeti yesterday. Remember that, LB? We were leaving Buff. I saw that cooler in the back of your car. You had it filled with blue sodas. End of message. <laughs> the Yeti. Indian Army says they have confirmed the discovery of footprints of Yeti. Wednesday, 8. Oh, 3 a.m. ALB kid. Yeah. You guys were talking about Greg's fire drill, and you were busting the shop saying, oh, what, you get to carry the dummy? Ah, the way I see it, he's been carrying a 300-pound dummy for about 25 years. End of message. Great call. I respect it. I get it. You put some, you put some effort in. Mm-hmm. I am oh, not 300 pounds anymore. Uh, Listen, I am uh, I'm telling you this. I'm going to work on the details. And I, if you weren't listening yesterday, I have been asked as an honorary member of the Professional Firefighters Union of Massachusetts to participate in their uh, annual training in which I will uh, crawl my way into a, a smoke, uh, smoke-filled, smoke uh, fire-filled uh, building. Mm-hmm. And um, I am going to broadcast live that morning. Uh, I'll throw my gear on. I got the white uh, helmet. Yeah. I might wear the... Can you wear the silver puffy in a fire, or do you have to... No. Uh, I would to, not. I, that's no. going to go up like... <laughs> that's flammable, <laughs> no, kid. I would not. <laughs> okay. Please put the proper uh, gear on. What about what about black uh, brake window? Could I wear black no. brake window? No. I mean, it's not going to afford you much protection no. from no. The, okay. the scorching All right. flames. No. All right. Throw my boots on. What I do is I have the, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen a movie about firemen or not, but I have the boots right next to the bed so I can just jump into them. Uh-huh. I jump into the pants and then I jump into the boots. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm ready to go. If it's a five alarmer, I'm out of there in like 30 seconds, slide down the pole. Uh, it's a tiny pole because of the size of my hands and I'm ready to respond immediately. Mm. Are those meeting boots? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Fire boots with laces. Uh, here's a text that says, Greg is an honorary PFM, uh, PFFM member. Please spread the word on my invention, which was featured on Boston 25 last night. I don't know what it is. Give me some more information, and I, I will. Uh, here's a 508 text that says, Greg, great. Now I need a baked potato wrapped in foil cooked uh-huh. on the grill for lunch. Oh, oh, that's a good thing. That's because of Silver Puffy, I assume, right? Wednesday, 8.27 a.m. Hey, morning show. It's totally believable. I met this woman, started having sex with her. We moved in together, got married, and only then did I realize that entire species 
have to be from a different planet. End of message. <laughs> Wednesday, 4.06 p.m. We all know that Mr. Stiz Grimey is going to go into a deep depression because he's going to check his Facebook every day and notice that Danielle still hasn't had a secret crush on him. End of message. <laughs> Apparently there's some issue with Stiz Grimey's hair in an Instagram video. I don't know what it was. Somebody was texting about it earlier. I don't know if it looks off or... or well, he just got a haircut, uh, it that, looks like. Uh, but I don't, yeah, know what yeah. the, I don't know what the deal is. You notice that she threw in, it looks like... Uh, when she knows full well that this Grammy just got a haircut because they probably went together, the oh. two of them. Yeah, I paid for it. <laughs> 5.48 a.m. Hey, kid. Yeah. First time I did the Jack Hammer kid. I, I saw the first kid. End of message. Hey, oh. Greatest sexual oh. position of all time. <laughs> uh, here's a text from a firefighter who says that setup next to your bed is called the night hitch. And, of course, I know that uh, <laughs> as, as an honorary member of the Professional Firefighters <laughs> Union of Massachusetts. 5.53 a.m. Ah, ah, I'm so itchy. Help me, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, get me off this cruise. Get me off this cruise. Use your witchcraft, Tom Cruise. Use your witchcraft. End of message. There's a Scientology cruise ship which has been quarantined in St. Lucia because of the measles. And um, I'm just thinking based on that, that uh, when they do these cruises, they ought to call them the Tom Cruise. Oh. You know what I mean? I wonder if... Very good. Very good. Well done, sir. I wonder if he shows that, like, like if he helicopters in mid-cruise when they're like floating in the middle of the ocean and does a, a big speech like right. this... Uh, like his character in was the name of that movie Magnolia? Oh, where, the motivational speaker guy. Yes, yes. That was a great. I mean, honestly, as kooky and whacked out as he is, no, he's a great actor, Tom yeah. Cruise. Yeah, he is. And that's a really good movie, Magnolia, where he plays the motivational speaker guy. It's good. Six fifty-three a.m. Hey, Greg. Uh, edible containers, great idea. You were sure old enough to remember this one. Make them out of hot tack. End of message. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, the state of Maine, my adopted home continent, has banned styrofoam. First state to do it. And I was suggesting that somebody ought to create million billion dollar idea, billion dollar industry kid. Somebody ought to create edible takeout containers. I think it's genius. I know. Why why not? You know? Uh all right. Uh, let's see, here's, uh, oh, this individual with the invention, uh, mentioned me in a tweet or, or tagged me in a tweet. So I will, uh, I'll try to retweet that on my Twitter feed, Greg Hill, WAAF. If you want to follow me on Twitter, if you want to follow me on Instagram, I'm always updating you on what is going on with the show and the foundation I'll have. I think I might go Instagram live. When the maestro gets here. And in fact, the maestro is here. And so Keith Lockhart will join us in the studio in about 10 minutes. And I'm going to go Instagram live with uh, with the maestro. And we have a game that we're going to play as long as he's in a, a game-playing mood. <laughs> and if you can out maestro the maestro, then you can win tickets to go see Tesla coming up in September at the Lynn Auditorium. This is Ed. Good morning, Ed. Hello. 
What's up? Hey, Greg, the only time you're going to crawl into anything that's fiery and smoky is going to be a brick oven to get your pizza up before it burns. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if, because it's a, a radio show and we talk about food a lot, I wonder if when I do this event with the Professional Firefighters Union, sure. if I could cook a pizza or like a hot dog on a stick or something in the fire, in the burning building, while rescuing the dummy. Imagine if I could accomplish both of those things at that the same time. Wildly impressive. And then we could serve the pizza to right. our guests who join us yes. uh, at the uh, at, at the event. Hello, Brian. Hey, Chad. Yo, Brian. Hey, Sue. Happy Brittany Fox Day. Yeah, Brittany Fox. <laughs> hey, hey, Greg. The PFMM. Yes. I I believe I might be wrong, but I believe that's the professional fat men of Maynard. Uh, I'm from Stowe, so uh, it's the it would be PFFS. <laughs> PFS, P P F M S. All right. Um, if you'd like to call and you'd like to be on this morning, the number is 617-764-9223. Here's a text saying that we must make some firehouse chili while we're uh, doing the oh, event. Oh, yeah. Greg wants it mild, though, and no beans. Oh, come on. Uh, beans suck. Oh, beans. Uh, I gotta have beans. I don't like beans and chili. Really? Me no. too. I love no. them. I, I, yeah, they're good, um, man. I like a good turkey chili. Sure you do. Uh, all right, let's go to <laughs> That's break. really nice. Greg. Let's go to commercial. We have to have a talk. Uh, I'll say this. I'll say this about chili, and I'll say this one time only. No beans, lots of cheese, and a giant, massive dollop of sour cream. Mm-hmm. Or Love it's it. not. Or it's not chili. Love mm-hmm. it. It is not. People who eat it without that are savages or serial killers. If you're not loading it up with cheese. And you're not loading it up with sour cream, and you don't have bread to dip in it. It's not chili. That's how I stand on chili, firehouse or otherwise. You like the white chili? Uh, I've never had it. What is that? Do you use like a like the white beans, and they'll use like a tomatillo. Like it's, it has a, more of a green tinge to it <laughs> instead of the the of red course. tomato base. Sounds too fancy schmancy for <laughs> it's me. It's not fancy. It sounds First like of all, that's sounds, ridiculous. Sounds like you're trying to act like a foodie. Yeah, high ender over uh, yeah. there. No, one white percenter. Is I don't. I don't like one percent. I don't like one percenter things. You guys are idiots. This is David. Hello, David. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. What's up, David? Hey, Greg. Your idea of doing a little cookout inside the burning building is a really good one. I hear the flavor of burning insulation, floor ceilings, Mm. all that other stuff that would really get in there. Mm. It's an underrated flavor profile. Way better than white chili. Uh, Great call. That's. I'm Mm. going to call it Firehouse Pizza, and it's going to be made... With the scent of a burning building, mm, and it'll, be, it'll, be, it'll be very tastes like very, li- linoleum. It'll be very popular. <laughs> uh, let's see, turkey chili. You're out of Mantown. I know that's what I was. That's what that was the joke. Uh, let's see. Here's somebody who says you forgot one thing, and that is the scoops. Oh, a lot of people like to do the uh, just the the, 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 the Tostito scoops. Tostito yeah. scoops. Yeah, the little bowls. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. Awesome. Agreed. Uh, Daniela Texter says the white chicken chili at Cheesecake Factory is goat. Never I haven't had it, had but, it, but it's, it's, I'm, it's I'm sure it is. Yeah. All right. Um, day 27, and Keith Lockhart, the conductor of the Boston Pops, the Boston Symphony Orchestra, the maestro, is coming up next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I am currently Instagram Live, Greg Hill 107 to find me on Instagram and to follow me and to join us Instagram Live and in the studio with us at 838. It is a good friend of the program. We love having him here. The maestro, Keith Lockhart, is here with Shucks. us this morning. How, how are you? I'm good. It's about the latest I've ever been here. Yeah, I know. I'm usually here about an hour earlier. I notice you're coming to the show more often. You actually kind of secretly like it. Well, I, uh, yeah, uh, I, I miss uh, you guys. Yeah. Okay. yeah well, 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 we're, well, we're glad to have you here. <laughs> we love you. We are, we are glad to have you here. And it's, uh, it's getting to be your busy season. It is. Yeah. 134th season of the Boston Pops kicks off on Wednesday. That's a, Who was the first conductor of the Boston Pops? The first conductor of the Boston you Pops know? was, yes. But I can't remember. Is that, uh, uh, was that Max Zach or Adolf Neudorf? I believe it was Max Zach. Yeah. Nobody remembers the first 17 conductors. <laughs> not a, even the conductor remembers the first 17 even, conductors. Not even the conductor. The very first one people remember is a guy named Arthur Fiedler, who yes. started 45 years after the organization started. Yes. And uh, nobody remembers the first 17. Pity now, on them. Uh, Arthur Fiedler and I uh, had or have something in common, uh, and it's not... Small hands. Uh, he was a honorary member of the fire the firefighters, like I am an honorary member of the professional firefighters union. He was. He, he used to wear like the white helmet, and around. he had the radio in his car, and he used to go chase chase fires. He used to go chase yeah. fires. Yeah, and is he? Would, would you he say and David Mugar, who helped him found, found the Fourth of July, they uh, both, used to get in the car and go out and see what was going on with yeah, the fire department. Yeah. Um, so you you travel all over during the season, whether it's Tanglewood. Uh, of course, you got the pops. Well, during on, this on, season, on I'm right here, right here for the next six weeks, right uh, here for entertaining the, the weeks. people of Boston and beyond at yeah. Symphony Hall. And there's a lot of good stuff going there on. There is a lot of good stuff. Yeah, you know, the yeah. one I really want to highlight here is you know, 15th, and there is a little anniversary this year, uh, Yasgur's Farm in July Woodstock. of 1969. Yeah. yeah, we're doing a 50th anniversary kind of, not just Woodstock, but the number of things that happened in music and otherwise in 1969 is just incredible. We don't usually do these kind of retroactive look-over-your-shoulder shows, but 69 was absolutely amazing. I mean, you know, Nixon became president for the first time. You had Vietnam heating up. You had, you know, the beginnings of the... Well, you had... Uh, Chappaquiddick, you had yes, yes. Uh, the Helter Skelter murders, yes. the Beatles broke apart, recorded their last stuff together, Tommy came out, uh, you know, yeah. Joni Mitchell, both sides now. I mean, if you just look at just the things that happened in, in, in 1969, it's incredible. Plus, we landed some people on the moon. Yes. Yeah. Which was yes. like one of the few really great things that yeah. happened that yeah. year. <laughs> so you you guys are going to do a 1969 retrospective. We're doing a we're doing Summer of 69 okay. uh, on the 15th and 16th and we're featuring Arlo Guthrie. Really? He's coming out of retirement in Western Massachusetts to sing some songs with us, some of his set from uh, from Woodstock 50 years ago. Are you going to do Alice's Restaurant? or uh, You know, uh, we'd have to dedicate the whole concert <laughs> right. to Alice's <laughs> yes, Restaurant. Right. Yes, yes. And we got this. We got a new piece that was written uh, in commemoration of the moon landing with with uh, visuals, an audiovisual narrated piece really? uh, that's really cool too, called sounds... From the Earth to the Moon and, and Beyond. So we're going to focus mostly on the moon landing and on Woodstock with Arlo, and we're going to play some Who, we're going to play a little Jimi Hendrix, uh, nice. you know, the people that's who awesome. were there. Who is, I, I, we've, we've talked with you about music, music before if you look at the 60s 
Who who is your favorite artist from the sixties? What's a favorite artist? I don't. I mean, you know, I was. I mean, Zeppelin is probably my 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 favorite band. It was one of the first ones that I started listening. Them and Queen were the ones I started listening to when I started buying records in the records that date. Yeah. You right there in the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, in the, yeah, in the yeah. mid nineteen seventies. Uh, but I'm a huge. I was a huge CSNN. And fan, uh, and and oh, by the way, Sweet Judy Blue Eyes came out in 1969. In 1969 too. as well. Wow. Yeah. Um, here's a text asking uh, if the maestro would give a rando ding for the Worcester Youth Symphony Orchestra, which was chosen to play in the governor's inauguration this past year. I so, would be glad to. Yeah, all right. Worcester that's, Youth that's, Symphony. Is that a rando go. ding yeah, right there? Ding right there. Yeah, Let's do it again. That's a rando ding. Oh, he's just conducted Here is a shout-out to the Worcester Youth <laughs> Symphony Orchestra. Congratulations. What an honor. Yeah. Wow, I wish I got to hear you guys. Please send me a tape. Do you um, find that when it comes to classical music that kids are still into learning it and playing it? I do. I yeah. mean, uh, but the problem is, of course, is so many schools become so oriented to the test and uh, and just teaching the very basics. Uh, you get you you get people who just aren't exposed. Uh, and by the time we get to you know our late teens, we kind of already at least think that our preferences, what we like, what we don't like, are already set. So the really important thing is exposing kids and letting them make their own choices about what they like, because there's a lot of great music out there. Did your parents have you take piano lessons? That they used to did. be a vi- they did. That used to be a very popular thing. Well, my, it was uh, yeah. yeah. My, my mom too? dragged me into the conservatory every week. She did when really? I was little, and yeah. I I never appreciated it then. <laughs> and now now yeah. I'm like I should have kept up with it. Well, my yeah. parents were both depression era parents and neither their parents could afford pianos so it was one of those things they said you don't have to stick with this more than the next three years but they said you will study it you know and we will buy a piano because we can yeah Yeah. Uh, Yeah. i'll say this the the one instrument that blows me away with children is the violin it just seems so hard and, and you it know, does, but it's no, a no, lot no, easier yeah. when you start at three because you don't know anything's difficult yet. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you know, it's these days they have those amazing little kids playing on uh, miniature violins, on uh, small replicas of, of, of full size violin, and just doing absolutely amazing things because it's just like when you learn your coordination to run or to throw a ball. It's so much easier when you learn it at three or four than it is when you try to learn it at 10. Keith Lockhart is our guest. Opening night is. May 8th. May 8th with the yeah. incomparable Bernadette Peters. Oh, 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 oh Bernadette awesome. Peters. She is the most gorgeous creature, most talented, amazing stage presence. And I've I've been in love with her, as you might be able to tell, for about the last 45 <laughs> years. <Yeah. so. laughs> she was amazing in The Jerk. Yes. Uh, she was. Yeah, Will she be she... playing the trumpet like she did in The Jerk? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think she's sticking to singing at this okay. point. You know? okay. um, for Mike Shue, May 10th, will be a big night because it is the Star Wars the Star Wars film concert series. Oh, we are. That. We're starting off. We have uh, done, of course, a lot of films with live orchestra, which is you get to see the film, the dialogue, the special effects, all that so- sort of stuff, our giant screen, high def, and the orchestra plays the entire score live. And we're starting the Star Wars series with the first one, with A New Hope. Nice. Uh, in uh, On Friday and Saturday, three performances, and another one the next Tuesday after that, and uh, it is just an amazing way to hear John score and to see the film. Uh, am I allowed to come in costume? 
You are. In <laughs> fact, you are encouraged to come in costume. Okay, good, good. Just want to clear that with the maestro. <laughs> yeah, if anybody in security tries to move you out, just okay. tell them I said it was okay. Okay. And then that always works. Um, <laughs> or with the band. <laughs> that, that never works. <laughs> speaking of film, there's also some John Williams film night tributes. There is. Actually, there, we are... Uh, I am having the honor of conducting these concerts this year. We're doing three performances that are just, they're, they're going to be a retrospective of pretty much all of John's work from, from uh, the late 60s all the way to the present day, uh, doing a lot of things that you're really familiar with and a couple of things that you might go, wow, didn't know he wrote that. And we're going, we have this brand new audiovisual thing which will connect the audience with John. John will be talking to the audience, telling them a little bit about his life and his work. And wow, you'll cool. get to hear everything from the most recent Star Wars music to the overture to the Towering Inferno. Bet you don't, didn't know he wrote wow. that. No, I didn't know he nice. did. <laughs> I didn't know he did. Yeah. Nice. Um, here's a text asking what you think about Adam, since you're a Queen fan, about Adam Lambert. I thought, uh, I thought the movie was stunning. I thought the recreation of the vocals, I mean, I... You would have, if I, you'd asked me five years ago if anybody could ever sing Freddie Mercury like Freddie Mercury, I'd go, well, no way. I mean, that was such a once-in-a-generation talent. And I, I think the, the, the score that they, they recreated is just amazing. Yeah. I um, unfortunately watched it on a plane, so the audio wasn't so good, but I'm going to watch it again. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. Now, um, when do you go about picking the artist for the Esplanade? Has that already been done for the fourth? or, or It has almost already been done and i'd love to give you the scoop uh, yeah they'll be really great you'll uh, like them uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it's a him so it's a him uh but we can't get any uh yeah you know if i if i tell you before i tell everybody else <laughs> nobody else will have me on their shows anymore <laughs> now, is that the kind of thing that artists but, i would assume artists really want to do that i mean i they get paid obviously they do right? but uh, yes and but I, not what they get paid normally really i mean you know it's uh, as you can imagine it's a very expensive production but for us i mean for what they get when they go around to you know a big live nation venue uh dwarfs what we can pay them really? so they need to really want to be involved with this particular event of course it's also great exposure nationwide indeed worldwide audience on the bloomberg platforms yeah uh and uh, but you know the other we it's sometimes more difficult than you'd think just because of uh, a lot of by the time we're trying to set them up some of their tour schedules aren't even set yet yeah, yeah and then and then yeah. they go out on then they go out on tour and they've got an exclusion for you know a hundred mile radius for what they're doing and we lose them uh so sometimes it's a little more frantic than you would expect but this year it got locked down he says knocking on wood madly or <laughs> fake laminate wood uh it got locked down rather early and we're going to announce pretty soon um all right so sometime soon we'll find out about the fourth um, here's somebody who wants to know if you've ever thought of doing a Looney Tunes cartoon tribute. We have done Looney Tunes you, cartoon oh, yeah. tributes. In fact, we just did one, oh, oh, must have been between Christmas and New Year's two years ago. Uh, there's a, there's a wonderful show that uh, is Bugs Bunny and all the Looney Tunes characters and the incredible Carl Stallings music that goes underneath them. And we will probably bring that back. I think actually we're talking about bringing it back for next season. So stay tuned.
bostonpops.org. Yeah. That, the Carl Stallings stuff, like if you just listen to the music from Looney Tunes, it seems really complicated. Is that really challenging for the, it for is. the orchestra I mean, it's, you know, those those the composers, people like Carl Stallings, people like the great composers of the Hollywood golden era, people like Korngold, Max Steiner, the Newmans, people like that, they were all European-trained, very, very serious composers who came over, a lot of them as refugees fleeing in, you know, in the, in the 30s and 40s and had to reinvent themselves. And they, but that music is written on the same level that, you know, a, a Richard Strauss tone poem is written. It's, uh, and with a lot of integrity too, but it's also a lot of fun to play as a result. Is the 4th of July artist Bruce Springsteen asking for a friend? <laughs> oh, that would be. You know, it's not. Oh, not this year. Oh, but, not this but, year. Look, he had his kid. It was in Boston College, yeah, right? Yeah. And we couldn't get him during that time. You couldn't. I, the dropkicks you know, got him. just, yep. Well, <laughs> they probably offered him more beer than we has, uh, has, has um we've had the drop kicks. I was gonna say yeah, you must have you must have done stuff with oh, the drop yeah, kicks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They've, they've, yeah. They've, they've we've done quite a few things with them over the years. Actually, they're really great. They're, and um, opening day, you enjoy doing opening day. Yeah, at Fenway? except it was so. Why do we we only play for the Red Sox outdoors in Fenway Park? in April and October. Yeah, yeah. The coldest <laughs> the month. The coldest month. It was, yeah. it was like 30 yeah. mile an hour wind and it was 40 degrees out on that field. <laughs> so um, Keith Lockhart is our guest